Hello there, I am Kid Champagne, the host of Nostalgia Time with Kid Champagne. But tonight, I am launching a brand new podcast, a brand new show, and this is called now Electrifying RKO. I am Kid Champagne, along with my co-host, my good friend from high school, Primetime. Primetime, welcome aboard. This is great. I'm excited to do this for you. How are you doing, Primetime? So am I. I'm so happy to start this project with you. Now, just for everyone that's been listening to me on Nostalgia Time, Nostalgia Time isn't going away. But I decided to do this new project, and this is how it is. Electrifying RKO is nothing but sports and entertainment. We're going to be focusing over what we love from baseball, football, hockey, and especially WWE. And we're, we're going, we were just so excited. And what a great time right now. It is October, Leon. So what do you think is happens in October? A few things. We have in October, it's October baseball, postseason yes. baseball, the fall yes. classic at its best, as well as things in WWE. Of course, hockey starts to. I know you're not a big hockey fan, but I am. Go Islanders, baby. And don't worry for any Rangers fans. I'm sorry, I'm going to say this. If you know the Rangers suck, clap your hands. If you know the Rangers suck, clap your hands. If you know the Rangers suck and they will never win the cup. If you know the Rangers suck, clap your hands. Yeah, I, I'm saying sorry, Ranger fans. If you don't want to listen to mine, that's fine. If you do, I respect you. <laughs> Oh, Kid Champagne ingratiating himself with the Ranger faithful. I know a little bit about hockey, so, you know, I can keep, I used to keep up a bit back in the day. I've just kind of fallen out with it. But we can, we can start looking back into it. That's no issue whatsoever. We'll definitely talk about it here on Electrifying RKO. We'll have good discussions about that. Yes. We'll definitely have good discussions of hockey, but I'm excited to just talk about uh, baseball for a second. And, you know, primetime, you and I, I wanted to just say this. We pretty much, uh, I wanted to first, for my wife, had got me this great gift of season tickets to the Yankees. Wasn't, you know, wasn't, it was the uh, nine-game plan, but it was still season tickets, and I enjoyed every single game I went to and I had prime time come with me to most of my games I'm happy to say for 2023 he's coming to all the games that are on the season ticket plans next year and we'll we're going to be happy we're going to be doing that and hopefully we'll get game reviews but oh what a season for the Yankees I mean I'm a Yankees fan I've always been proud of this uh, 27 time world champions and the chase for 28 it's on right now oh and it is on 
And Leon, how how did you feel with the games that you went to this year in the baseball season? How exciting was it for you? Oh man, those games! Like I had fallen out of baseball for a bit, but going back to those games and getting in the, the spirit of America's favorite pastime, and also like being amongst, like really going to the games because you get to be amongst the fans. And that's always really awesome to be at a live event and be with people. Sometimes they're root for most of the time they're root for the Yankees with you. Sometimes you know you see we saw some um, some fans from the other divisions. We saw some Toronto fans. We saw some Tampa Bay fans. And you know at the like you know not no ill will. You do a little jostling here and there. You talk a little trash. But at the end of the day, everybody's enjoying it. Everybody's having a good time. Everybody's, you know, enjoys the game. I will say that um, hopefully next season, Yankees still have Judge. Really hoping that we still have Judge because if they don't have Judge, this may not be the greatest season to look to, to watch. I, I think about that. I, I got to think, yes. I mean, if you got you got to think about something, it has to be um, um, in what Jerry Maguire and what Cuba Gooden Jr. said in Jerry Maguire, show me the money. The, I mean, Steinbrenner, Hank Steinbrenner has the money. Oh, let's even talk about that for a little bit of a baseball season. You know, I told you, but everyone knows for this. Um, in one game I went to it was Paul O'Neill Day. Not on my season ticket plan, but, you know, it was great. A very fine experience to see. A retirement of number and just going back and seeing that ceremony. It, it was great. I, I, I loved it. But me and my, some of my friends were just going down to the team store. So we got an elevator. And, like, the elevator opened and inside was the entire Steinbrenner family. Hank. Um, Hal and everyone like are we supposed to come in here and Hal and just said yes come on in here I I mean okay (laughs) like uh, the first thing I said was I love your team and a lot of fans have booed Hal that day but I think it's safe to say they won the division now but there's there's still some work to be done and it has to be done And if you want to talk about a Cinderella moment, now let's just face it, that Aaron Judge finally it's 62. He's on top. He has the eight American League home run record. Now, we can go into debate about this. Barry Bonds, yes, holds the MLB record at 73 home runs for a single season. I mean, push comes to stuff. His name is on that record. And it will always be for however you want it to be. In the American, it's the American League is judged. Has he chased history? Yes, he did. There are some saying, because it is true. You know, he did it with pure talent. No, he was clean. That's what that's that's the debate that he did. He did it because he was clean. And the record should go to Aaron Judge. Some writers do say that. Some writers still, it's Barry Bonds. I mean, there's been asterisks on, there's been so many asterisks on the home run record. 
ever since. We can date it back, like, you know, the single season home run record, it was Babe Ruth, but did it in 156. Uh, Roger Maris in 162. And yeah, that's the difference in games. You don't know how many Babe would have had if he played 162 games. Well, let's just face it in the history and, and with Roger Maris and how baseball treated him with the home run record. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't pretty. We know that. <laughs> if you, if, and here's a good movie to watch. And this is going to be, we're going to be having this one night. We're going to be planning this soon. Uh, electrifying RKO is going to have, whether it be the beginning towards next season or so, we're going to have a watch party of Billy Crystal's 61. Mm. We should do that very soon. Especially since 61 is now second in the record books, officially. It is. But I am happy how it was broken. The American League record of home runs stays with the Yankees. Babe Ruth, Roger Maris, Aaron Judge still stays at a Yankee. Still stays with the Yankees. So the Yankees still own it to this day. And we're going to be... And there's no doubt about it. Can you agree with me on that? Prime time. I definitely agree with everything you said about the home run record. Yes, there is some question about Barry and about Big Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa, and that whole summer when they were chasing 60 and 62. And then when Barry Bonds came in, when he started in 70. You know, there's a lot of questions went down in regards to steroids and performance enhancing drugs. But the thing is, those moments happened. And you can't take those moments away. So just as you can't take those moments away, nobody, like, you know, even though you find out, oh, this and that about steroids, everybody remembers that chance. Everybody remembers what, like, screens going up. At various ballparks to see Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa at that, even though their team had nothing to do with those two teams, and watching them to see if they were going to break this hollow record. Everybody remembers that. Everybody remembers watching Barry Bonds just not ball after ball after ball in the coffee cold over in San Fran. Those are moments that you can never take away. So just as you can't take away those moments, you can't take away the records. But I do like the fact that like you have the NL home run record and you have the AL home run record. So if you're one of those purists who say, oh, Barry Bonds and Mark McGuire and Sandy Sosa's numbers shouldn't count, you still have the record in the AL, which, like you said, is still with the Yankees, and indeed it is. I mean, I hope, and I hope it does stay with the. I mean, who knows? And I think Aaron Judge is gonna. I hope he's gonna keep hitting. So, I mean, I I I, I like Aaron Judge. The charisma of him, it, it, it's just just great. Even with Yankees, like 
I mean, it, w- it would be cool. They have the the judge the ch- judge's chamber there, like a little thing where, like you know, because that's usually where it is. Is that usually where a lot of his home runs go for? Oh, but tell me for that lucky fan in Texas that caught that home run for what he's doing. Now I wanna I wanna just put it this way, Leon. Picture this: if you caught that home run ball, what would you do? What would you I would mean, you sell it, or would you give it back to Judge? And I'm gonna I tell mean, you what my my instinct is in a minute. Okay, put me on the spot here, but I appreciate it. My gut instinct would be I would give it to Judge for a hefty. You know, for of course something in return. Like I'm not just gonna give it to you and just be like, "Here you go, it's yours. Have a good day." But I'm not looking for like something big or anything. Like you know, a jersey signed. That's it. That's about it. So that way, I have some memento of being there on that day. And knowing that I caught the ball and this is why I have the jersey. So if I had that, I'd be like, okay, that's cool. You can you can actually keep the ball because at the end of the day, you're the one with these 62 home runs. It's your accomplishment. So, Miss Kid Champagne, what would you do? You just caught 62. If I caught 62, honestly... I would probably have done the same thing because I'm a Yankee. One thing that I would do is like, I want to meet. I want to meet Aaron Judge first, and if if I want to ask for something, it would probably be a signed jersey, signed ball, picture with him, maybe tickets to a Yankees Red Sox game or World Series if they if you know they make it. And this is this is the thing if it because you're if you, I feel like if you're a Yankees fan. You're more, you're more, in um in your in your mind to give it back to Aaron Judge, for what the what it happened in Texas. You're more likely that I'm going to sell it on the open market because you're right. not a Yankees fan. You're not a, you're you're not you're not a Yankees fan. You're not you, you know. Oh, it's cool. This guy, you know, it's happening. It's happening here. He's going to do it. It's going to be history. It's going to be happening in our ballpark. That's what, that's what they're doing. That's why they were all there. They're his. They they don't. They're not Yankees. The Rangers fans are not Yankees fans. They don't. They don't. They boo the other opposing team. But he's more. That person's more likely to sell that ball in the open market. Although I haven't heard anything yet. But I mean, but he says we don't know. But let's put it into perspective for what it is. Person who. Caught Aaron Judge's 62nd home run ball. Why are you looking that up? <laughs> Don't you find that it's crazy that Aaron Judge was this close to getting the triple crown and just lost it out on batting average? I I will say I know this for what it is, but I have to I have to question why. Aaron Boone didn't put him in, at least even for a couple of hits, to get that triple crown. Had he been in that that last game, he might have gotten the triple crown. 
I I have to agree. I don't I don't know why. I know for wrestling for playoffs. But the thing is, you got the Yankees got the bye into the ALDS. How much rest did he need? He could have been in that game. He I, I he could have been in that game. Very true. Let's let, at least let him go out there and try to get it. Uh, but he was the offensive. He was the offensive leader in wins above replacement. He was the best wins above replacement in the MLB. So, do you think with that? And the fact that he hit 62 home runs when the next closest person, I think, in the MLB was at 40 or 46, I think. Do you think that guarantees him MVP? Oh, it guarantees him MVP. He's getting the MVP for sure. I mean, I, I, I don't. if Aaron Judge doesn't get MVP, something's, something's up. Just think about it. You get MVP in a walk year, in a year that they have to re-up your contract, and you win MVP. You, oh my, like, you, 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 like, you've done it. Like, you literally bet on yourself, and you won. You won the jackpot. Oh, he won the jackpot. Won the jackpot. Let, let's put it this way. What do you think... Aaron Judge's contract is going to be like what? Let's talk number wise. It's going it it the borderline for what he's going to get. Borderline is nothing below three hundred million. Nothing below that. There's no you know he. I I, I wouldn't expect. I think it's going to be if for what I think, it's going to be in the high threes. I think it could be close to four. The one thing I was looking at is Aaron's age. Aaron is 30. He is 30. But he's a lifelong Yankee. And He wants to be a Yankee for life. But here's another thing too. And this has also been the buzz that's talking about his contract too. Is that he is from California. He is a lifelong San Francisco Giants fan. So... Uh-oh. I I I I'm going to I'm going to put it this way, you know. My National League team is the San Francisco Giants. As much as I mean, don't get me it is my National League team. The San Francisco Giants is actually a pretty good organization. I'm not I'm not saying for much for what it is, but they're saying the Giants the, the Giants are going to cough out. But the thing is with the San Francisco Giants, they don't they're not a team that likes to spend that kind of money. But string, but I, I. I mean, like, yeah, look at Bonds though. I'm pretty sure keeping him around, keeping him around. Um, I think they had Jeff Kent during one of his MVP seasons, so he probably cost a pretty penny. They had those. They had Lincecum. They had Zito. They had Bumgarner. So they've had a lot of good players. They have. They still have Posey. I know Posey. No, Posey's not. No, po- Posey's now a minority owner. He, he retired. They had Posey. They had Posey until he retired. Yes, that's what I meant to say. But I'm saying that 
supposedly won an MVP. So I know that they don't like to shell out that kind of money. But in order to keep all those great giants there, they had to shell out some money. But the thing is with Judge, as I'm looking over his numbers, and this is something like they're probably going to bring up in like, you know, contract talks. So he had 62 this year, right? 62 home runs. The next highest amount he ever had was in his rookie season when he had 52. So that's one, two, three, four years that he even beat his rookie season. Granted, one of those years he was injured. He only played like about 25 games. But... You know, this could, is this an aberration, or is this us a sign for things to come for Aaron Judge? That's something that I would feel that, you know, I know he has the best one of the best agents there, but that's something the Steinbrenners are going to bring to the table because you know the Steinbrenners are no stranger to signing big deals. I'll I'll be honest with you. It you know this is a diff. How Steinbrenner is not his father. George, I, but that's one thing. Hal does not, I, I, you know what, it, I, uh, if I can go back to being in that elevator and say one thing to Hal that day, hindsight is twenty twenty. but I should have said, bring out that checkbook for him and bring Judge back. I should have said that to him in that elevator. I guarantee you, you would not be the first person he he would hear that from, nor the last. Um, But let's let's get into, we've spoken about Judge, but, you know, there's more on the team in regards to Just Judge. Oh, no. It's it's the whole Yankee team. The whole Yankee team just been, like, crazy, like, I mean, for one thing is that they had some hiccups. The Joey Gallo hiccup that was taken care of, and now he's on the Dodgers, but that's one thing. There's been some questionable things. I mean, it was it was a little bit on Rocky. They had their highs. They had their lows. But let's just say, you know, Anthony Rizzo has stepped up, you know, has stepped up. And let's, in like, in that time when things were injured, yes, Aaron Judge carried that team what it is but everyone was talking about you know that they were going to like they could miss out in the playoffs they can lose not win the division well and i guess the i guess the yankees proved all those media wrong but i'm not i'm not getting into that in a moment let's make sure that what things are to come it's in the playoffs runs right now but let me say for some things that we have witnessed how those games have gone yes um, you want to talk about cardiac Yankees? Oh my goodness! How many we? I think out of I think we went to about six games, and I think almost except for the last game we went to, I think every single one of those games was under two runs. And what would and it seemed like the same script every time. It'd be late. The Yankees are down by a run or two. And, and it's, it's a somebody, walk-off. It's a walk-off. It's somebody in the eighth inning that, you know, just knocks one out. 
and that's the thing about the Yankees. I was looking at I was looking at them. So the Yankees are first in the AL in regards to runs. So nobody in the AL scores more runs than Yankees. And three of their players, three, are in the top ten in the AL for home runs. You have three, three out of ten players on your team are top ten for home runs. That's crazy. That's a lot of firepower. On the flip side, though, seven of their players have struck out like a hundred times. So they are a boom bust team. They they are either going to knock it out of the park or they're not they're, they're, they're pretty much not gonna hit it. Except for Judge, who carried the three I think it was like three ten or three eleven. It was it was three eleven three eleven batting average. It was pretty good. And the, and another point to make those games that we went to, Matt, and I kept saying this, and I was like, why does this keep happening? This man, Judge, is on a historic <laughs> pace of home runs. Not one. Six, not one. Not one Judge Homer we see. Not one. They win most of the games, and the, the, late, the, the late Homer comes, but it's by Donaldson, it's by Rizzo, it's by Hicks. Like... It's by Stanton. <laughs> so not one judge homer. But the Yankees also have very good pitching. They have the, they have very good pitching. They got nasty Nestor oh, over ne- there. I'm glad we witnessed seeing him. I think we I think we witnessed all, all of the starting rotation. I don't think we got to see Garrett. No, I we did see Garrett Cole. We, we did. did. Yes, oh, we did. We but, saw um, nasty Nestor. We saw Garrett Cole. We saw Jermaine. We saw this Severino. Severino, yes. That was our last game we saw Severino. Yes, and that's the thing with the Yankees. Like, even though they're like a boom and bust team, they have they're second in they were sec- second in the American League in regards to walks and hits allowed per inning. There's they're only one there's only one thing there's only one thing the Yankees and it always and it and then it gets scary. And the Yankees, we had the luxury of having in the past and knowing when when it was his turn to come, we knew the game was pretty much secured. You know who I'm talking about. And his number was 42. Yeah, we don't have... We, yeah, the Yankees don't have that. And I mean, honestly, who, who would? I mean, that's a legend right there. That is a legend. Nobody was more locked down, shut out than the Sandman. Now we can talk like how the Mets have this closer, and they think, "Oh, he has like this pump and step, like that. He's like the hottest from Marion Rivera." No, 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 no. Yeah, he has the walkout song and everything, and you know it's cool. It's cool, and don't. Like I looked at his numbers because I had just heard about him, but I looked at his numbers. The man's good. The man's got a one point six one ERA, so he's good. He's good, but he's got some time before you can start mentioning him in the same breath as Mariano Rivera. He's got some time, but he's good. 
he's good. He's very good for for the Mets. The only thing is for what I have to say is that Aaron Boone, if they were going to use Chapman in the postseason, Arodis Chapman. Oh God! No. He has to be smart about it. I, I'm, I'm be honest with you, and this is for for what I would think. If I was the manager of the Yankees, I would shut Chapman down. I'm sorry, I I I would. There's I I just never ever since like he choked those times like in the playoffs with the Yankees. I don't have confidence in him. I don't have the confidence in him anymore. I don't. It's it's crazy because I was an Aroldis Chapman fan. I before I got out of baseball, I used to be a Reds fan. Basically, I felt I followed Griffey over there. Oh, and, Griffey! <laughs> yeah. So, and when I was still a fan of the Reds, I sat. I saw Chapman. Chapman came up through their system. This guy comes in throwing one hundred five, just pure gas. And then he's got the slide of the boot that's just filthy. And he came up as a starter, and then he became a closer, and he was locked down, shuts down, lights out, done. And, I mean, it was honestly, it was honestly sad to see what became of him. Because I remember, you remember this, Matt, when... Chapman, for when the first game we saw Chapman this season, he had the, like the big screen. They had the firewall behind him. He had all these big graphics. Like he was such a big deal. And then remember the last game we went to go see him in. It was just like, oh, here's Chapman. No graphics, no flames. Just oh, here he is. And so to see that fall from grace is just saddening. Especially for me as a Chapman fan. But, you know, it's what happens. Not everybody can be great forever. No. I should have... The signs were shown about Chapman way back, even when he was a Yankee. Remember that he was on the Yankees back, I think it was 2015-2016. Then they traded him to the Cubs in exchange for that package where we got um, Glaber Torres in the, for that historic trade. And he blew the save for the Cubs. Thankfully, the Cubs had ended up winning. But he has that history of just blowing those games when needed. So I don't trust Chapman. I don't have the confidence of putting him in. So if Boone was smart, don't put him in when it really, really counts. Oh, no, 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 not when it really counts. If you need, like, a lefty-lefty real quick, yeah, throw him in there. Hopefully he doesn't want the person. Um, But other than that, I definitely agree with you on that. He's still a very good strikeout pitcher, but... Other than getting a strikeout, it's like, I'm just looking at his numbers right now. My God, the walks. The walks. He's just, it's just not good. I think this is the last year of his contract, too. I wouldn't, I wouldn't resign him. I wouldn't resign him. No, I think he he might be done after this. Um, He may be able to get onto another team. Remember, he is a lefty, and lefties are always valuable. Just look at, um, Look at the Mets uh, closer, John Franco. Look how long he, play- he played for. 
Like, John Charles Willis. Like, you know, lefties are always valuable in the league because somebody's got to pitch to the lefties to get them out. Yeah, and with that and that said, I don't think, I mean, if, as much as for what it is, Chapman's could probably maybe get a one-year deal on on a team. I don't know which team would pick him up. Maybe the Oakland A's. <laughs> I mean, let's see. If you're on the verge of retirement, there's one team that I always think on the verge of retirement where I would go. You go to Oakland. That's where all the old guys go. Like David Justice or Scott Hatterberg or, or even, well, he was a great Yankee. He's also on the verge of retirement. He went there to Hideki Matsui. So let's face it. Yeah. But, uh, That's Oakland's reputation. We can talk about Oakland A's another time, but let's do then that stadium. But oh yeah, let's not let's let's get off the bad that we see and let's get to the good here because not because not only did we have Aaron Judge's home run chase for sixty two, but we also had Albert Pujols chases seven hundred. This is his final. This is pretty much his farewell year. I think this is the last season that he wanted to. I think or want to know, but this was it was a historic. He's in the seven hundred home run home run club. He joins Babe Ruth. He joins Hank Aaron in the seven hundred. And what a career he has! He's he's in the Hall of Fame right there. Oh, easy, easy. It's not even it's not even a, a question. The man's a Hall of Famer. I mean, for him. To start a season with St. Louis, he was there for a very long time. Then he went to L.A., he went to the Angels, then he went to the Dodgers. Um, he, got a, he got a ring with the Dodgers when they won last year. Was he on the team? I, I think he was. I think he was. I mean, he was on, he was on, I know he was on the Angels for... I know he was on the Angels for a very long time. I remember going for that. So, yeah, he was in 2021. No, he was from he was on the Los Angeles Angels from 2012 to 2021. Um, he was on the Los Angeles Dodgers in 2021. He did not win a World Series with them. That was won by the Braves. Oh. They say he's got two World Series. When did he win the World Series? World Series 2006. With the Saint, both with the St. Louis Cardinals. So his oh, World perfect. Series wins were with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's perfect. That's perfect. That's how it should be. Because I hate for him to be one of those guys who had to go to another team in order to get his World Series championship. So the fact that, yeah, he went to the Angels, signed that big contract, kind of teetered off with them, then went to the Dodgers for a bit and then he ends his career with his team that he started with the Cardinals and at 42 hits 24 home runs bats 270 that's pretty good for a 42 year old that's pretty good and one thing with the St. Louis Cardinals and I gotta respect a little bit with the St. Louis Cardinals I've been to that stadium you want to talk about a true dedicated fan base? It's the St. Louis Cardinals. 
I mean, everyone there dressed in red and like those that stadium sells out every night. Loyalty to it. Whether you win or lose, those fans are there. It, it's crazy. And I, I, I just can't. So I have some respect for the St. Louis Cardinals. I've been to that stadium. It's great. And I mean, they are in the playoffs, so he does have a chance for another ring. Do I think they'll win? Not so much. I mean, like, they won the Central, but their pitch is not that great. They have some good bats over there. They still have Arenado, who had, like, 30 home runs, batting near 300. They have Goldschmidt, who had 35 and 115 RBIs. He batted three. He batted three seventeen, but yeah, I don't think they'll win. But it's nice for them to at least be in the playoffs to so have a chance. Well, in the most for for what it is, we're to the St. Louis Cardinals in the National League. They are the most, you know, the winningest team in the National League with eleven, with eleven World Championships, and nineteen National NL. National League pennants. But in their division, they have gone, they've had, they got division titles more than, um, more than the Chicago Cubs, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the Cincinnati Reds. In that time, of the, the St. Louis Cardinals has owned this division for decades. There, there's no, I'm, I'm sorry, the Pirates, the Pirates stink, the, the Reds stink, the Cubs. I mean, yeah, there's really no competition. I mean, the Brewers kind of gave it, try to give them like a chance, try to give them like a fight. But aside from, yeah, aside from that, it's really just the Cardinals division to win. You got to go through the Cardinals. It's 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 just that, but that's the way some works. I mean, there was some time you get some years where the even the Cubs like that was. I mean, that was a miracle when the Cubs won back in 2016. I mean, that was... And then the Cubs were in the playoffs in 2015. Like, I don't know, in 2015, I was kind of rooting for the Cubs a little bit to get in there into the World Series. Hence that I'm a Back to the Future fan, you know, where they predicted that Cubs won the World Series that year in 2015. That would have been, like, a big omen or something. But that didn't happen, but... (laughs) I mean, at least they got their their World Series, at least in this century... So they can, you know, be off of the whole Billy Goats curse and everything. But let's see what happens with this. Um, but for the for Albert Pujols to join to the seven hundred club, it is definitely an accomplishment. I don't know if he's going to have another year, but we will see what happens. I mean, if it is calling it a career, I mean. I hope it does go a little deep into the postseason, but we will see. We yeah. will see. Speaking about the postseason, <laughs> I know they just started. I know they got some games starting right now. Yes. But it's very – It's the postseason is somewhat interesting, but at the same time not. Because the teams that you expect to be there are there. Right. You have the Yankees, you have the Astros, you have uh, Toronto. 
Toronto, who's a very good team. They got like five players with like 24 home runs on their team. Um, you have the Dodgers, you have Atlanta, you have the Mets, you have the Cardinals. But then you also have like a couple surprising teams, like, like you know, the wild card teams, like Philly and the Seattle Mariners and the Mariners and Tampa Bay now Tampa Bay like we saw Tampa Bay play we did and they have I mean they have that very weird um system where they basically don't let anybody pitch more than four innings I mean this is where their system, and we saw this, I remember seeing this last year, but this is how their system goes. They never, like, they never had a starter. They had an opener where the opener will pitch maybe one or two innings. And then they'll bring in a reliever to pitch from, like, either the second or the third to about maybe the fifth or the sixth. And they'll bring out another reliever for the seventh, maybe into one pitcher in the eighth. And then another one in the same way. And, and then they'll bring in their closer. That's how they, they've worked that system. I don't I mean, I don't know. I think when we saw the Tampa Bay Rays, did they? I feel like they did that. I felt like. Yeah, they did that because they had the former Cy Young, Corey Kluber, start. And I think he only went like three innings, three or four innings. And then that was it. I was like, wow. I was like, that's a former Cy Young winner. I know, like, his numbers weren't that good. I was like, geez. And some I mean, teams have practiced that that system. I know the Yankees did it once. Um, it's just crazy. I mean, how the way, that, you know, the, the Rays used it. But how they got in on that, their payroll is one of the lowest and they, you know, they got it. It's they call it the Moneyball effect. If you've seen the movie Moneyball, but there's man, it doesn't make sense. Here's why it doesn't make sense. So the Rays are third in walks and hits allowed per. So they're a pretty good pitching team. Pitch they are 11th in the AL. 11th in the AL for runs. 11th. You know how, how, do you know how many teams there are in the AL? There's, there's 15 teams in the... No, there's 32 teams in total. No, there's 15 teams on each in the American League. 15 teams in the National League. So they're 11 out of 15. They are a bad hitting team. Very bad. A surprising team that is in this is the Seattle Mariners. Yes. Very true, very true. They have a bit, like, the pitching staff looks very even. Like, they have a lot of ERAs, like, under four. So they look pretty good, but hitting, they're like eighth. Pitching, they're like fifth. I mean, still top 
top five, but hitting once again is a problem. But are they still using Safeco Field out in Seattle? It is now T-Mobile Park, the same building been known as T-Mobile. It's the same building, so they st this is still cavernous. Yeah. Hitting ballpark. That makes sense. One thing is also for what I mean, we can talk about how the futures for come. We know that the Houston Astros is in there, and like they have Dusty is uh, one hell of a manager. I'll, I'll give him that. He's been in with his expertise. Um, but I can see like some things like you know, in like in teams for how it is like in Houston, the gas has to run out sooner or later with them. I don't know if this is the year, King Champion. I don't know. I don't know. Let me let me tell you about these Astros. These Astros are third in runs, first in pitching. They got three players with over twenty-five home runs. They have three pitchers that have a hundred and eighty-five strikeouts on the season. They got Mister Alvarez who hits. 306 with 37 home runs. They have Mr. Tucker, who had 30 home runs, 100 RBIs, and 25 steals. You remember Justin Verlander? Do you think he's stopped pitching very good yet? No, he's still he in has not. 18 and 4 with a 1.75 ERA. Let's put it this way. I think the Astros are going to own the West for maybe another two years. They, like, I know you mentioned Dusty, but I'm sorry. Any manager could, could, could win with that, with, with that much talent on your roster. Well, we'll see what happens with that when come the postseason. But I want to talk about, before we go into our postseason predictions, I want to talk about another player who had a had a great year. We're talking about Otani. Uh, Otani, Otani, Otani. Very good player on not a very good team. You want to talk about a disappointment in 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 a team. It's the Los Angeles Angels. I I I, I just don't I don't, you know, you have like all these people. You had a Mike Trout, uh, Albert Pujols, and and Shohei Otani, and with that alone, you know, you they just couldn't get it done. They they sit on the third. I mean, the Anaheim, the the Los Angeles Angels, are just one terrible organization that I think just just crumpled down to it. I think the owner is looking to sell the team. The owner had didn't really care about this team. The only maybe he cared about it back in 2002 when they won their only World World Series. Cuz so let's wait and that and you know, hey, maybe that's but no. After that it they were like nothing after that. They were like nothing. Not even uh, Maybe he can try and selling it back to Disney. Maybe he can have that Disney magic how they had all those years ago. But that, yeah, I definitely hear you on that because the movies Angels in the Outfield, it was literally made 
40 angels. But that at the time for what it is is that the Walt Disney Company owned the 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 California Angels. They were known as the California Angels and then they changed to Anaheim Angels and then they became the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and now they're the Los Angeles Angels. I've been there. I've been there twice. But for those listening, just wondering what Mr. Otani did on this season, Mr. Otani, who's a two-way player, that means he both bats and he pitches. Hit two seventy-three. Sorry. Thirty-four home runs. Ninety-five RBIs. And then pitching, he went fifteen and nine with a two point three three. ERA, 219 strikeouts on the season. That's an ace and a very good hitter in one body on one team. Just awesome. Nobody's ever nobody's ever seen anything like it. Not only being a two-way player, but being exceptional at both. And there's no, there's no other way to do it. Now, I know how he got into it like sides in the Angels. He wanted to be on a West Coast team for it. Dodgers were going for him. Yankees were even, but he didn't want to go to the Yankees. He didn't want to be on the East Coast. He wanted to be on a West Coast team. Now, he went to the Angels because of the reason is that, you know, they were giving him the, as a pitcher, but also to hit as DH. That was the reason. At the time of that is, the National League did not have a designated hitter. Now, if Otani was to go to MLB today, I think it would be a little bit different. I would see Otani as a Dodger. Can you imagine if he was a Dodger with all the other Dodger players? There, Can you imagine? There are rumors that he might be traded. Why not go skip cross town? This is why I'm going to tell you not to skip cross town. Because cross town doesn't mean more. The LA Dodgers, who are first in the NL in runs and pitching, they have four pitchers with ERAs three. Three pitchers with win and hits allowed per inning under one. They have Trey Turner. They have Freddie Freeman. They have Mookie Betts. They have Kershaw. They have Urias. And they have Anderson. The Dodgers do not need any more help. That is a super team out there. And if you, what do you think of what would you think if Shay if Shohei Otani went to the Dodgers, do you think there would be any chance of any team taking down that Dodgers team? No. They wouldn't. If and if and if it's not that, then it's San Diego Padres. Yeah. I'm very surprised that there are now being a, the Padres are now able to get these very high profile um, players 
because remember it started with um, like you know since Tony Gwynn retired and since Trevor Hoffman retired no you know you, you wouldn't really hear anybody in San Diego but it started with Manny Manny started it I, I, I'm saying for the Angels is that you know what? They're they're gonna make a trade. Their their gem is is Otani, not Mike Trout. Mike Trout. I mean, his contract is pretty much he he's he's stuck there. Stuck there making millions, but stuck there nonetheless. But as far for it, it has been a great regular season from some great history, and now. It's time for October baseball. This is where it counts. This is where it counts. Now we know what the wild card series is going on right now, but I'm I'm gonna dive into it. We're going to have um, our predictions right now. Mm-hmm. So this is what I think for for going for the wild card series. So we have the New York Mets versus the San Diego. Uh, Padres. For what I think about it is that for the way how how the Mets went, they were they had the leading in the division for pretty much all the season. And then it just came down to the wire and then the Braves squeaked in and only and only they were in first for eight days and they got the now have the number two seed. So I think the San Diego Padres are going to beat the Mets in the wild card. So uh, let's. Um, I also think. Um, so, so if we can just go for for what it is, uh, the playoff bracket right here. Yeah. So you got San Diego beat. York in the NL, and then we got Philly versus St. Louis. So yeah, so here's for what we have from to so the Mets versus San Diego. I said the Padres, uh, Phillies versus St. Louis. It is tough, but I with how the way the Phillies have been playing, I think the Phillies are going to beat the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, Tampa Bay versus Cleveland. I just think it's going to go. Cleveland is going to take the wild, is going to win that series. Um, Mariners versus Blue Jays. This is a tough one because I think both of them are evenly matched and think it could go any way. But I'm thinking it's going to be the Mariners. And then we would have the Yankees versus Cleveland. Definitely the Yankees. I'm putting in for the Yankees for how it is. Houston versus Mariners. I would so want the Mariners, but I I just know for how it is that it's going to be Houston. I, I hate to say, but it's going to be Houston versus Yankees in the ALCS. Um, Atlanta versus Phillies. I'm going with Atlanta. Dodgers versus Padres. Well, <laughs> I think the Dodgers are going to sweep the Padres in that series. And then for the NLCS, um, I think is going to be Dodgers. 
in the ALCS, I think, I mean, it's going to be a tough one. I, I, I mean, I really do. But for what I think, it's going to be Yankees in seven. And when it comes to Yankees versus Dodgers, I'm a Yankees fan. Dod- Yankees are going to win. Yankees are going to win. I hear you on that completely. Yeah, I wouldn't expect anything less. I mean, the Yankees are a very good team this year. So any fan in their right mind would think, you know, they, they, and they really do have a really good chance to win it all. If, it, if it's for anything for Aaron Judge to do, it would be the Cinderella moment on his plate. That would be that would that would get that would also raise that that payroll that they that contract that they would have to give him if he performs very well in the playoffs. We're we're talking about in the high three hundred million yeah, for what he's talking, gonna get. Yeah, we're talking past three hundred. Wait, like maybe twenty, twenty, thirty. I think he's gonna. 30. I think he's gonna get up to three hundred and fifty. Yeah. If he performs, especially if he performs well in the, in the postseason, and they win, it's going to give him everything. All right. So I agree with some of the things you had there. So let me go in the same direction you did. So we got San Diego versus the Mets. I do understand the Mets late collapse in the season. However, I think Scherzer and that bullpen and the hitting, like the team is very, very solid. The Mets are were third in runs and second in hits and walks allowed per inning for the NL. They're a very good team. San Diego is a good team. So I think that, but even though they may have lost this year, this game, tonight. I think that the Mets will come back around, and they will take that series. Then Philly versus St. Louis. It's kind of a toss-up for me. Philly has very good... They have decent hitting. Leading the way is Schwaber. But he has 46 home runs, but he also has 200 Ks. So he's just a home run waiting to happen and nothing much. But they do have Aaron Nola on that team, who's doing very well pitching-wise. St. Louis has very good hitting. Their pitching isn't so great. So it's a tough one for me. I think that the team with the best pitching usually makes it out. So I'm going to go with the Phillies to come out of the end. You know what? I'm going to change my pick. It's so close. I'm going to go with Albert. I'm going to go with Albert. I'm saying St. Louis is going to get out of there. By hook or crook. I'm saying Albert sprinkles a little bit of magic on his, on his farewell season. And he gets out of there and gets to the, um, gets to the division series. All right, the AL, we have Seattle versus Toronto. I think Seattle, despite their very good pitching staff, I don't think they're ready. Their batting is a little bit less than par. 
Toronto's very balanced up and down their lineup. They also have an ace on their squad, and they have a very good closer on their squad, too. Oh, no. Not to mention Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. They have Dante Bichette, who led the league in hits. Yeah, so I'm going to go with Toronto coming out. The wild card, and then for Tampa Bay versus the now the, the Guardians. That's what they're called now, the Guardians. They'll always be remembered to me as the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> I know, but there's no Indians. There's no Indian logo. Even though the Braves still have their tomahawk chop, there will be no tomahawk in Cleveland. Uh, but they're coming out of the uh, of the wild card in my pick, in my prediction. I think Tampa. I don't know how they made it, but they did, and I really think it's just like you know you're just happy to be there. Oh, let's face it, Boston was expected to be there, and they choked. Which I'm happy about. I don't care about Boston. <laughs> All right. So now let's get to the Vision Series. We got Mets versus L.A. Tough series. L.A.'s just got too much. They're going to... They're, they're going to... Like, the Mets have Scherzer and the Grom, but the L.A.'s got Anderson, Urias, and Kershaw. That's, you know, it just doesn't match up. doesn't match up. That's three aces to year two. Take L.A. coming out. Then for St. Louis and Atlanta. Atlanta has some very good hitters. They have um, Olsen. They have uh, Tunya. They have that rookie who might start. I don't know if you heard um, Strider. Oh, I heard of him. Yeah, he got like 200 Ks and it's his rookie season. That's ridiculous. But he's injured, so we're not even sure if he's going to be up to par. You know what? Albert's going to come out of that one, too. I'm I'm, I'm riding Cinderella Albert. Let's go. Let's go to the NLCS. Let's go. Gets to face his former team in L.A. Um, to see if he can make it back to the World Series. Um, in the L.A., in the AL, excuse me, um, Toronto versus Houston. In the Houston, Cleveland versus New York. In New York, very easy. The teams are just better, period, point blank, end of story. However... Speaking about their teams, this is where the Albert story is going to have to come to an end. L.A. will beat St. Louis and go to the World Series. On the AL, like you said, this is tough. This is very, very tough. These are two very good teams. But I'm actually going to harken back to our experience as spectators. I feel that I feel that if Houston can provide the pitching for the enough time and get enough hitting so that the cardiac Yankees can't hit a late home run in order to bring them back, they'll win the series. 
So I feel like Houston's going to come out of there. However, I will say to all Yankee fans listening, yourself included, Mr. Kitchen, if the Yankees are able to hold Houston close during this series, the Yankees have a very good chance of getting out of there. Because as we've seen, all those Yankees hitters are clutch. Very clutch. Now we go to the World Series. Houston versus LA. It's a question of which three do I want? Do I want... <laughs> I can tell you what I want if, if I had... If your predictions count about it, I'll tell you what team I'm in for and I'll tell you my wife will hate me for it. I think I'm going to go with... I'm going to go... Ooh, this is very tough. Houston, L.A. Ah, very good pitching staff. Decent hitters. I'm going to go with... LA. I would have to, if it was for that, I would go with the Dodgers too. I'll be honest with you, the Dodgers, I can't root for them as much, but when it, if it comes to that, like if it ever comes like in a matchup, like in World Series, which is Dodgers versus Red Sox, or like any, one, any other team who beats the Yankees in anything, and if it's Dodgers... I, I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna put my allegiance to the Dodgers. I'm sorry. I mean that's a smart money. I mean once again, look at the team is amazing. And not only thing, not only did the Dodgers do this, but they also broke the All Star curse. The every time like the team the hosts the All Star curse is when the team hosts the All Star game, they never make it to the playoffs. Wow. <laughs> well, yeah, they did that with ease. They were one of three teams. <coughs> they were one, actually, they were one of four teams with 100 wins. And that's a very interesting thing. The Yankees, once again, are a very good team. They didn't crack 100. Houston did. Atlanta did. The Mets did. And L.A. did. Very, very interesting. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. Maybe it's just worse teams in the NL. And, you know, the very good teams in the NL just beat up on them. Um, but, yeah. So, it's going to be a very, like, it's going to be a very, very good series. Especially in the AL. If you get Houston versus the Yankees... In the ALCS, that's going to be a very good matchup. It's not. Like, it's not only going to be a very good matchup. It's going to be a very heated matchup. Because so let's get back to 2017 for what has happened. As much as for some have moved on, but when Houston comes to Yankee Stadium, it's going to get loud. It's going. They're going to heckle them. And I will say this, some Yankees fans have every right to heckle the do- the Houston Astros. 
We'll yeah. see what happens. We will see what happens. It's going to be a fun um, series, but let's go back. We're going to go into the scores for what happened in some that um, happened already with um, in the postseason. For tonight, the wild card series has started um, for all the teams that were in there. Um, so here's here's a current from what it is. Um, Cleveland beat Tampa Bay in the first game 2-1. Uh, to one. Uh, the St. Louis Cardinals of uh, the Philadelphia Phillies beat the St. Louis Cardinals six to three. The Seattle Mariners beat the Toronto Blue Jays four nothing in a shutout, and just now wrapped up the San Diego Padres beat the New York Mets seven to one. And tomorrow the game, all those games start again. So we'll see how it's going. It's still, um, I mean. In some ways, tomorrow it's it's well, actually, yeah, tomorrow for some of these teams for uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Toronto, the Mets, and the Cardinals, it's do or die to survive. Winner go home. Now I know, like the World Card series. Now it's like you know, it's a three game series for what it is. It used to be just that one wild game. In some ways, it still feels like that one game playoff. In some ways. Yeah, because you need two wins. And two wins is nothing in a 162-game season. So two wins is nothing. It's still anybody's game. I'm excited. We've been watching it. Um, let's go, Yankees. Um, and now one more thing we're going to be going into uh, right now. Um, we are big wrestling fans for it. Oh, yes. So this will be our, our last segment that will be going up is for WWE. WWE Extreme Rules is going to happen um, tomorrow. Um, it's going to be held. Um, to WWE, I love WWE. Uh, Leon, uh, just to go, we're going get, to get going into this in, um, in time and time again, but uh, prime time. You and I have gone um, to some great historic WWE events in the past. Um, I have great memories um, um, for what it from SummerSlam and uh, even from last year. I mean, we're going to be going to Survivor Series at the. We've been to a couple of big five pay per views. Yes, and for those who are not aware, Kiss Champagne, please let them know what the big five are. Well, I, or should I say big four? Because I don't consider one of them yet. But I will say the big five. The big five are um, the Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, and um, uh, Money in the Bank. I, I'm, I'm kind of like... What well, uh, the fence about that one? Because it's, it is a very important match, the Money in the Bank, very important match. But the pay per view itself is uh, fairly new. Yes. Yeah, so, for what it it is fairly new to it. I mean, if you want to go back historically, which was a big five pay per view, which took out it was King of the Ring. Yes, when King of the Ring actually meant something. And if you want to say for what we witnessed, I guess you can say we witnessed 
part of a King of the Ring tournament nonetheless. Yes, it was, but that was an episode of Raw. It wasn't no pay-per-view. It was just an episode of Raw that they had the King of the Ring on, which is crazy. But going into Extreme Rules... Yes, so let's go into it first. Um, Extreme Rules is going to be held tomorrow. Um, at the Wells Fargo Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, on October eighth. Hey, they're gonna be rowdy over there. The team, what their their football team is four and zero. Their baseball team is in the playoffs and they just won a game. Woo, Philly's gonna be rowdy. That should be actually a very good one to watch. They are going to be amped. And speaking of something that's in Philadelphia, Leon, which I'm hoping, hoping. Maybe next year we could probably do this prime time. WrestleMania 40 is going to be held at Lincoln Financial Field in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which is only a two and a half hour, two hour drive from where we're at. So if we can make it to at least one of them, it's equal distance. We could go to WrestleMania. We could do it. But two, two of them in the WrestleMania oh, twenty nine and thirty five. Excuse me, but yes, I definitely want to at least go to one WrestleMania. So going in, we'll 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 make that happen. We're still a long way. We're still at least two years away from WrestleMania forty, but. Oh, we'll be talking about this. And one thing that will be going on in Electrifying RKO, we'll be talking about this, is that we're going to have the Road to WrestleMania series. Because mm-hmm. that is one of the biggest builds to one of the biggest shows of the year. Not to mention that this, this coming WrestleMania is going to be the first of the post-Vince McMahon era. Yes. And looking on here, we see that our tribal chief, the head of the table, will not be joining us. Nor will his cut. Nor will the bloodline in general be at extreme rules. Because there is no match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. There is no match for the undisputed WWE tag team titles. Um, and yes, yeah, Sammy and uh, Solo are not there, and there's no reason for Paul to be there. None of the other four, the other one, two, three, four, five are there. So, so this is going to be completely like a, I mean, a B show, pay per view. Still some entertainment, but the main... I I mean, this is what I think. And we'll get into it, but let's go down for what the card that we have, which I think... I think the first one that's going to open the curtain is going to be the Brawling Brutes, Sheamus, Ridge, Holland, and Butch versus Imperium with Gunther, Ludwig, Kayser, and Giovanni Vinci. And a six-man tag team match, which is a good old Donnybrook match. Donnybrook. Donnie, Donnie Brooke. Brooke. Yeah, it's just a fight. It's just a fight. That means no rules. Just 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 hit everybody with everything you got. So 
these are two very good. So Imperium is a very good group coming from NXT UK. They moved from NXT UK. They moved to NXT. Um, Walter became Gunther in NXT. Um, I believe Ludwig and Giovanni won the NXT tag titles while they were in NXT. Now they've made the transition over to SmackDown where Gunther is our Intercontinental Champion. Chasing him for that Intercontinental Championship is Sheamus, the leader of the Brawling Brutes. Brawling Brutes made up of Ridge Holland, who wasn't started in NXT, and then followed Sheamus up to the main roster. Sheamus has always been at the main roster, a veteran of the game. And then you have Butch, formerly known as Pete Dunn, former NXT UK champion. Very good wrestler. So, Kiss Champagne, who do you think takes the match? The Brawling Brutes. I agree with you completely. There's, I, rumble, there's rumbles that, like, you know, Sheamus might get another title shot at Gunther. So I definitely see the Brawling Brutes taking this one. For, for much if I save Sheamus. For coming like at so high, for being a WWE champion, to come into this, I, I would write. I I mean, I would give him another push up to the top. I like Sheamus. Yeah, Sheamus has always been a very good wrestler. It has always done well with everything he's gotten from, like you said, being at the top. When um, he came in and beat John Cena in a tables match. You beat John Cena in a tables match to win the first world title. Grand Slam champion. Has won the Royal Rumble. Has won King of the Ring. Has won the money in the bank. He's done it all. And that's and like I think that's the thing that's actually hurting him. He's done it all already. There's nothing more for him to do. And now with Roman Reigns being Roman Reigns, I mean, like, it would be a good feud. Nobody's going to believe that Sheamus is going to beat Roman Reigns. Nobody will. But it would be a good feud. But he's definitely mid-card at this point. He's kind of like in that Randy Orton type of role. Like, you're a very well, good, established Hall of Famer. But we're not going to push you as a Hall of Famer. We're going to push you as a Mick Carter who had some great things prior. All right. Speaking of Hall of Famers, <laughs> Mick Carters, the next match is Hall of Fame, current Hall of Famer Edge going after Finn Balor, Balor. with the Judgment Day. Damian Priest, Dominic Mysterio, and Rhea Ripley in an I Quit match. I'm going to give you my prediction right now, Leon. Uh, prime time, I'm going to give you my... Edge is going to take that I Quit because, you know, it's Edge. Hall of Famer Edge. He's going to get the I Quit match. I don't... I mean, I, I just see it that way. He's going to have to... He's going to... 
or maybe it could be the other way around. No, but I'll go. I'm gonna go Edge. Edge is gonna win the I Quit match. See, you like. I understand where you're coming from, which is why I'm gonna pick Finn because I feel like it could go either way. But I feel like Judgment Day needs a big win in order to make them a very dangerous. And at this point, Edge, Edge really should be there to push people. If there's anyone, if there's anyone to really push, it would be Dominic Mysterio, the son of Rey Mysterio. Listen, I had talked to uh, my nephew about Dominic Mysterio and how underwhelming he has been. Do you know that Austin Theory is the same age as Dominic Mysterio? And look at what Austin has done, and look at what Dominic has done. And Dominic's father is a Hall of Famer. So Point taken. Yes, I feel like they could put it at, like, just as you're saying it with Dominic Serial, I could see it as, like, you know, spin, Dominic gets involved, then Ray comes out to hell, then something happens that causes Edge to say, I quit for Ray's sake, or something like that. So, therefore, it's so fat, so Finn Balor wins. So, that's why I'm going to go with that. I feel like they need a big win. To look like an actual dominant stable. Because right now, what? I think I think Finn might have beaten Rey Mysterio, which doesn't mean much. Damien Priest. Damien Priest faced somebody on Raw. It was the main event, too. And I don't think he won either. No, he didn't win. He faced Riddle. Faced Riddle and he lost. What a surprise pin. So right now, and Rhea Ripley's not re- wrestling anybody, nor is Dominic. So right now, I see two main guys who are losing or beating people that don't really matter all that much. They need this win against Edge. They need it, or else I can see the group just like. Away. The next one I would think is going to um, Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins in a fight pit match. And my my prediction, Matt Riddle is going to come out on top. Um, I just think he's going to have we're going to have Daniel Corner as the special guest referee. And I feel like he's going to aid Matt Riddle in some way for the win. I can definitely see that. I think part of me wants Seth Rollins to win. But I feel like you're right. Champion. I feel like you're really right. I feel like Riddle needs to win. Because... 
It's just that Rollins has beaten them, I think, twice now. I think Riddle needs to win. Inside the fight pit. I mean, Did you is see the first fight pit? I never seen the fight pit. It's uh, it was crazy. I I would suggest um, if you can find it, you find it was Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher. You remember Timothy Thatcher? I don't remember. <laughs> I suggest you go watch it. It is brutal, brutal, brutal. Alton Sapp is equipped for all that. The next one we have is for the Raw Women's Championship. Bianca Belair versus Bailey in a ladder match. I, I'm... It's Go gonna... Ahead. It's going to be a tough one. I know. I mean, but Bailey has returned and will need the comeback to it. I think Bailey is going to win the Raw Women's Championship. I know. who's in charge of damage control, they have the tag team titles. Right. And then if you start having Bailey go on SmackDown, then you have a who's the rightful champion between Raw and SmackDown, then you can get into all that. So I feel like you should probably keep Bianca and the Raw Women's title on Raw. So I feel like Bianca takes the win. May I say, Bianca, because I started, like, knowing that we were going to do this, I started watching some WWE instead of just looking at recaps. Bianca has gotten really good in the ring. So you're saying it could go either way? I'm saying it could go either way. But I feel like Belair is going to take it. I feel like Belair is going to take it and keep the Raw title on Raw and with the good guys, the girls in this case. And the next, um, the next match we have is Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre in a strap match. Uh, and I'll, I'll be honest with you for what I think it's going to be. I'm a Drew McIntyre fan, so I'm going with Drew. My question is that, is it a, oh no, wait, or is that Texas Bull Rope match? I'm trying to remember what the rules of a strap match are. Is it just that they're strapped together, or is it uh, like... They're strapped with one arm, I think they're strapped, they have one arm, they're strapped one arm together. Okay. And they don't have to like go hit four turnbuckles or anything like that. It was, I'm just thinking of a, the uh, bull rope match. No, this isn't, I don't think that it's like straight for a pin one, two, three. Okay. In that case, yeah, I'm going to give it to Drew. Um, Karrion just got back. Yay, but I don't feel like you can have Karrion beat 
drill. I don't think Terry can beat drill. Not at all. And our last one, and this is this is the main event here. <laughs> we know this is the. I knew it's the SmackDown Women's Championship. Liv Morgan versus Ro- Rowdy Ronda Rousey. I know because that's the big name that they have to push for the main event now. Not for I don't not nothing against for anything, but that's what it is since they're not using Roman Reigns and. But it's still going to be a good match. But in my prediction, Liv Morgan is going to retain the title title because I just don't feel Ronda Rousey should win it this time she's a part-timer you already have one like on and off Roman Reigns off the with the belt and time and time and not competing in every single pay-per-view so I don't want to see the Smackdown title have that kind of reputation as both WWE and Universal Championships do right now so yeah, it's going to live Morgan. I agree. I feel like Liv will win this one. Poker Crook. Um, I would like to see a heel turn. Did you? Um, there was one point in a SmackDown that they were they were chanting at Liv that she tapped out because of the uh, finish that they had had in the prior a uh, pay per view because it was that. She pinned Ronda, but at the same time as the ref was counting for three, she tapped out to the armbar. So the fans are starting to, you know, at least those fans were starting to get a little bit, you know, testy. And now this good face, you know, plucky, like little character that she's putting on might be starting to go away. So maybe she's got to do like a, like Becky Lynch. You know when Becky Lynch had that, um, that night? I think we were actually in the attendance when that happened. Yes, I was in the main event of that WrestleMania where Becky won those belts. And then it happened where she was refused. And then the separation of those belts were. Because they were just yeah. not ready to unify them. Yeah, so I think she can try to pull a Becky and maybe go heel, uh, you know, turn on the fans. I don't know what kind of dastardly tactics you can use in an Extreme Rules match when anything really goes. You know, it's interesting, though. There's no steel cage. There's no cage on this family. No cage. I would have liked to see another Asylum match. That's an old school one, but a very good one, though. Yeah, those but are. We'll see. I hope to be watching it um, tomorrow at some point. Don't forget that WWE Extreme Rules will be live tomorrow on WWE Network via Peacock. ADM uh, live from the Wells Fargo Center uh, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. That starts at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central. And let's hope for that. And I, I can't wait to talk for that. And we're also, um, it's been fun uh, tonight doing this. Um, on our next week's episode, 
Um, just to be putting in, uh, Leon and I, we will be going to an interview of Extreme Rules. We will follow our update into the baseball postseason and talk about the predictions for what we can see in hockey and some NHL perspective. Um, I will cover that. And also we will talk about how the buildup for Crown Jewel is happening. And then we'll get ready for Survivor Series War Games. And we will talk about our experience at Survivor Series because primetime, we can say this in our history for Survivor Series that we had went to the final in traditional Survivor Series. Because now Survivor Series is a whole new ball game now, yes, as we can see. That, yes, the one we went to was uh, Brand versus Brand, and they announced that it's doing away with that. So it will be very interesting to see how who's going to captain for each side and how they're going to pick teams. And this is also now War Games matches, so it's not the traditional Survivor Series matches that we have. So if they still are going to have that, we will find out soon enough. Yep, but we will follow up on that and everything else Kid Champagne mentioned in our next episode. Don't forget, and if anyone we are having, and if anyone does want to reach out we will, that wants to be a guest on our podcast, you can email us at electrifyingrko2 at gmail.com. I am Kid Champagne, along with my co-host, Primetime. We will be doing every single show of Electrifying RKO. And I hope that this, and also on Nostalgia Time, we're going to be backtracking it. Um, Primetime will be my guest on, on Nostalgia Time as we celebrate The Rock. And another episode where we're going to be celebrating Randy Orton. Now, this also, just to let you know, Electrifying RKO is named after our two of our favorite wrestlers, The Rock and The Viper, Legend Killer. Randy Orton. So we have some more to celebrate and we'll be back for it. But thank you for listening. I am Kid Champagne and And I am Prime Time. And we are signing off. Good night.